0: Helaman chapter 1. Let us pause for a moment and remind ourselves that the Nephites were using a dating system based on the years of the judges which began in 91 BC. However, the Book of Mormon history is anticipating the coming of Christ. So whenever Mormon gives a date according to the year of the judges, we state it in our commentary according to the year BC. Or the number of years before the coming of Christ. Keeping this in mind will be helpful as we proceed with our narration. With the launching of a new era and a new administration in 52 BC, or the 40th year of the reign of the judges, it might have been hoped that there would be a time of refreshing and a time of contentment for the Nephites, but such was not to be the case.
1: And now behold, It came to pass in the commencement of the fortieth year of the reign of the judges over the people of Nephi, there began to be a serious difficulty among the people of the Nephites. For behold, Pahoran had died, and gone the way of all the earth. Therefore there began to be a serious contention concerning who should have the judgment seat among the brethren who were the sons of Pahoran. Now these are their names who did contend for the judgment seat who did also cause the people to contend, Pehoran, Peankai, and Pechumani. Now these are not all the sons of Pehoran, for he had many. But these are they who did contend for the judgment seat. Therefore they did cause three divisions among the people.
0: Under the constitution of Josiah, these contentions were settled by letting the people express their desires in a public election.
1: Nevertheless it came to pass that Pehoran was appointed by the voice of the people to be chief judge and a governor over the people of Nephi and it came to pass that Pecumani when he saw that he could not obtain the judgment seat he did unite with the voice of the people
0: it was commendable that Pecumani and his supporters combined their support in favor of Pehoran to have done otherwise would have violated the constitution
1: but behold Peankai and that part of the people that were desirous that he should be their governor was exceeding wroth. Therefore he was about to flatter away those people, to rise up in rebellion against their brethren. And it came to pass, as he was about to do this, behold he was taken, and was tried according to the voice of the people, and condemned unto death, for he had raised up in rebellion, and sought to destroy the liberty of the people.
0: Notice that the new chief judge was entirely in his rights under the Constitution to put down this rebellion since otherwise there would have been an insurrection.
1: Now when those people who were desirous that he should be their governor saw that he was condemned unto death, therefore they were angry, and behold they sent forth one Kishkumen, even to the judgment seat of Pahoran, and murdered Pahoran as he sat upon the judgment seat, and he was pursued by the servants of Pehoran. But behold, so speedy was the flight of Kishkumen, that no man could overtake him. And he went unto those that sent him, and they all entered into a covenant, yea, swearing by their everlasting maker, that they would tell no man that Kishkumen had murdered Pahoran. Therefore Kishkumen was not known among the people of Nephi, for he was in disguise at the time that he murdered Pahoran. And Kishkumen and his band, who had covenanted with him, did mingle themselves among the people in a manner that they all could not be found. But as many as were found were condemned unto death.
0: It is interesting that the Nephites were determined to put down any secret combination and execute any who were known to belong to Kishkumen's band. Unfortunately, they didn't find them all. It is also interesting that the new chief judge was Pecumini, the one who had supported his brother after the first election. He was thus rewarded for the support of the Constitution, even though he was not chosen in the first election.
1: And now behold, Pecuminai was appointed, according to the voice of the people, to be a chief judge and a governor over the people, to reign in the stead of his brother Pehoran. And it was, according to his right, And all this was done in the fortieth year of the reign of the judges, and it had an end.
0: In 51 B.C., suddenly the Nephites find themselves invaded by a huge army of Lamanites.
1: And it came to pass in the forty and first year of the reign of the judges, that the Lamanites had gathered together an innumerable army of men, and armed them with swords and with scimitars, and with bows and with arrows, and with head plates and with breast plates and with all manner of shields of every kind.
0: However, it turns out that they were led by an apostate Nephite, who was sent to conquer the Nephites by Tubaloth, the son of Amaron. So here was an apostate Nephite king named Tubaloth sending out a huge Lamanite army under Coriantumr, who was also an apostate Nephite
1: and they came down again that they might pitch battle against the Nephites. And they were led by a man whose name was Coriantumr, and he was a descendant of Zarahemla, and he was a dissenter from among the Nephites, and he was a large and a mighty man. Therefore the king of the Lamanites, whose name was Tubaloth, who was the son of Amoron, supposing that Coriantumr, being a mighty man could stand against the Nephites, with his strength and also with his great wisdom, insomuch that by sending him forth he should gain power over the Nephites. Therefore he did stir them up to anger, and he did gather together his armies, and he did appoint Coriantumr to be their leader, and did cause that they should march down to the land of Zarahemla to battle against the Nephites.
0: In the Book of Mormon history, It is amazing how many times the Lamanites have attacked the Nephites just as the Nephites were trying to settle various kinds of internal problems, usually political problems, and more often than not by king men or greedy power-hungry politicians with nothing but their own selfish interests to promote.
1: And it came to pass that
0: because of so
1: much contention and so much difficulty in the government, that they had not kept sufficient guards in the land of Zarahemla, for they had supposed that the Lamanites durst not come into the heart of their lands to attack that great city Zarahemla.
0: It is obvious that the Nephites were taken almost completely by surprise. It appears to be the most complete Lamanite victory to ever been achieved in a single day.
1: But it came to pass that Coriantumr did march forth at the head of his numerous host, and came upon the inhabitants of the city, and their march was with such exceedingly great speed that there was no time for the Nephites to gather together their armies. Therefore Coriantomer did cut down the watch by the entrance of the city, and did march forth with his whole army into the city, and they did slay every one who did oppose them, insomuch that they did take possession of the whole city. And it came to pass that Pecumani who was the chief judge, did flee before Coriantumr, even to the walls of the city. And it came to pass that Coriantumr did smite him against the wall, insomuch that he died, and thus ended the days of Pecumenei.
0: Who would have dared to suppose that Coriantumr could put the whole capital city of Zarahemla to flight, and end up pinning the chief judge to the wall and killing him? But this is exactly what the scripture describes happening. And now when Coriantumr
1: saw that he was in possession of the city of Zarahemla, and saw that the Nephites had fled before them, and were slain, and were taken, and were cast into prison, and that he had obtained the possession of the strongest hold in all the land, his heart took courage, insomuch that he was about to go forth against all the land. And now he did not tarry in the land of Zarahemla, but he did march forth with a large army even towards the city of Bountiful for it was his determination to go forth and cut his way through with the sword, that he might obtain the north parts of the land.
0: Such unbelievable success by the Lamanites in so short a time led Coriantumr to feel arrogant superiority over the fleeing Nephites and resulted in a very serious miscalculation.
1: And supposing that their greatest strength was in the center of the land, therefore he did march forth giving them no time to assemble themselves together save it were in small bodies and in this manner they did fall upon them and cut them down to the earth.
0: The very fact that Coriantum was planning to overthrow the stronghold of Bountiful clearly demonstrates that he had plans to not only take the land of Zarahemla but also the land northward so the Nephites would have nowhere to flee.
1: But behold, this march of Coriantum through the center of the land gave Moroniha great advantage over them, notwithstanding the greatness of the number of the Nephites who were slain. For behold, Moroniha had supposed that the Lamanites durst not come into the center of the land, but that they would attack the cities round about in the borders, as they had hitherto done. Therefore Moroniha had caused that their strong armies should maintain those parts round about by the borders. But behold, the Lamanites were not frightened according to his desire, but they had come into the center of the land, and had taken the capital city which was the city of Zarahemla, and were marching through the most capital parts of the land, slaying the people with a great slaughter, both men, women, and children, taking possession of many cities and of many strongholds.
0: But while Coriantumr was in the midst of exulting over what appeared to be the most successful onslaught against the Nephites in their entire history, Moroniha was completely revamping the military strategy of the Nephites. Coriantumr would never have guessed the lightning speed with which everything was about to change.
1: But when Moroniha had discovered this, he immediately sent forth Lehi with an army round about, to head them, before they should come to the land bountiful. And thus he did. And he did head them before they came to the land bountiful, and gave unto them battle, insomuch that they began to retreat back towards the land of Zarahemla. And it came to pass that Moroniha did head them in their retreat, and did give unto them battle, insomuch that it became an exceedingly bloody battle. Yea, many were slain. And among the number who were slain, Coriantumr was also found. Now behold, the Lamanites could not retreat either way, neither on the north, nor on the south, nor on the east, nor on the west, for they were surrounded on every hand by the Nephites.
0: The strategy of Moraniah was so successful that it blindsided the Lamanites with a complete encirclement. After a horrendous slaughter, the Lamanite hordes of survivors stood helpless among the heaps of those who were dead. The invaders were unable to continue the war any further.
1: And thus had Coriantumr plunged the Lamanites into the midst of the Nephites, insomuch that they were in the power of the Nephites, and he himself was slain. And the Lamanites did yield themselves into the hands of the Nephites.
0: Not only were the Nephites back in possession of Zarahemla, but the Lamanites stood around in helpless bewilderment. Coriantumur was now dead, And Moroniha now had to make one of the most difficult decisions of his entire life. What would he do with this host of Lamanite survivors? For reasons best known only to himself, here is what Moroniha did. And it came to pass that
1: Moroniha took possession of the city of Zarahemla again, and caused that the Lamanites who had been taken prisoners should depart out of the land in peace.
0: We have to keep in mind that the Nephite leaders knew that in the future centuries, the prophets had said the Lamanites had a greater promise of survival than the Nephites. Perhaps this might have been a factor as Moraniah made his decision to send the Lamanites back to their own country in peace.
1: And thus ended the forty and first year of the reign of the judges.
0: Helaman chapter 2 We are now down to 50 B.C., or the 42nd year of the reign of the Judges. General Moroniha has restored peace in the land, but the last two Judges were murdered in quick succession, and a new one had to be elected. The outcome was rather amazing. And it came to pass in
1: the 42nd year of the reign of the Judges, after Moroniha had established again peace between the Nephites and the Lamanites, Behold, there was no one to fill the judgment seat. Therefore there began to be a contention again among the people concerning who should fill the judgment seat. And it came to pass that Helaman, who was the son of Helaman, was appointed to fill the judgment seat by the voice of the people.
0: But of course, with a murder cult abroad in the land, it was dangerous to be elected chief judge, as Helaman II soon found out. But behold,
1: Kishkumen, who had murdered Pehoran, did lay wait to destroy Helaman also, and he was upheld by his band, who had entered into a covenant that no one should know his wickedness, for there was one Gadianton who was exceeding expert in many words, and also in his craft to carry on the secret work of murder and of robbery. Therefore, he became the leader of the band of Kishkumen. Therefore, he did flatter them and also Kishkumen that if they would place him in the judgment seat, he would grant unto those who belonged to his band that they should be placed in power and authority among the people. Therefore, Kishkumen sought to destroy Helaman.
0: In the next three verses we learn who the new leader of the murder cult turned out to be, and how he had maneuvered himself into his position of the supreme dictator of the cult.
1: And it came to pass, as he went forth towards the judgment seat to destroy Helaman, behold, one of the servants of Helaman, having been out by night, and having obtained through disguise a knowledge of those plans which had been laid by this band to destroy Helaman, and it came to pass that he met Kishkumen, and he gave unto him a sign. Therefore Kishkumen made known unto him the object of his desire, desiring that he would conduct him to the judgment seat, that he might murder Helaman, and when the servant of Helaman had known all the heart of Kishkumen, and how that it was his object to murder, and also that it was the object of all those who belonged to his band to murder, and to rob, and to gain power, and this was their secret plan, and their combination. The servant of Helaman said unto Kishkumen, Let us go forth unto the judgment seat. Now this did please Kishkumen exceedingly. For he did suppose that he should accomplish his design. But behold, the servant of Helaman, as they were going forth unto the judgment seat, did stab Kishkumen even to the heart that he fell dead without a groan. And he ran and told Helaman all the things which he had seen and heard and done.
0: It is interesting that the leader of the murder cult, whose name was Gadianton, did not go out to murder Helaman himself but he sent Kishkuman, the very man who had murdered the two previous chief judges. Once the Gadianton band had been exposed, Helaman knew what he must do to cleanse the land of these desperate characters, but the Gadiantans escaped. And it came to pass that
1: Helaman did send forth to take this band of robbers and secret murders, that they might be executed according to the law. But behold, when Gadianton had found that Kishkumen did not return, he feared lest that he should be destroyed. Therefore he caused that his band should follow him, and they took their flight out of the land by a secret way into the wilderness. And thus when Helaman sent forth to take them, they could nowhere be found.
0: Mormon the historian now wishes to make an editorial comment about these Gadiantons and
1: more of this Gadianton shall be spoken hereafter. And thus ended the forty and second year of the reign of the judges over the people of Nephi. And behold, in the end of this book ye shall see that this Gadianton did prove the overthrow, yea, almost the entire destruction of the people of Nephi. Behold, I do not mean the end of the book of Helaman, but I mean the end of the book of Nephi from which I have taken all the account which I have written.
0: It must be remembered that there are two sets of plates called the plates of Nephi. The secular history of the people was recorded on the large plates of Nephi, and this is the set Mormon is referring to in this verse. It is the large plates of Nephi that will demonstrate that the Gadians brought about almost the entire destruction of the people of Nephi. Helam in chapter 3. We now come to a pleasant interlude of three years with very little contention among the people except a certain amount of arrogant pride among certain members of the church.
1: And now it came to pass in the forty and third year of the reign of the judges, there was no contention among the people of Nephi, save it were a little pride which was in the church, which did cause some little dissensions among the people which affairs were settled in the ending of the forty and third year. And there was no contention among the people in the forty and fourth year. Neither was there much contention in the forty and fifth year.
0: For the Nephites to remain at peace for three whole years was practically miraculous, but true to the pattern of their long history, three years was the limit.
1: And it came to pass in the forty and sixth, yea, there was much contention and many dissensions in the which there were an exceeding great many who departed out of the land of Zarahemla and went forth unto the land northward to inherit the land. And they did travel to an exceeding great distance, insomuch that they came to large bodies of water and many rivers.
0: It seems difficult to imagine it but the subsequent history of the Nephites would indicate that those who departed into the land northward not only traveled an exceedingly great distance, but they actually ended up in the region characterized by great bodies of water and a whole network of rivers. From subsequent events we are led to surmise that perhaps they had followed the trail of King Limhi's 43 explorers, and actually ended up in the vicinity of the last great wars of the Jaredites, where they had become extinct through civil war and left behind them the 24 gold plates where the people of Limhi found them. Although at this point these are only conjectures, but subsequent events give considerable credence to this possibility. We know from the Jaredite record that the population of the Jaredites numbered in the millions— And after more than a thousand years of expansion and city dwelling, they had virtually wiped out the available timber.
1: Yea, and even they did spread forth into all parts of the land, into whatever parts it had not been rendered desolate and without timber, because of the many inhabitants who had before inherited the land. And now no part of the land was desolate, save it were for timber. But because of the greatness of the destruction of the people who had before inhabited the land, it was called desolate. And there being but little timber upon the face of the land, nevertheless the people who went forth became exceeding expert in the working of cement. Therefore they did build houses of cement in the which they did dwell.
0: This verse refers to building houses of cement but it is generally agreed that this means they built houses of stones which were cemented together. Now we come to several verses in which Mormon the historian indicates a fantastic growth in population. However, we are reading the words of a historian who is dealing with a long time span. Verse 10 indicates that not only was there a remarkable expansion in the population, but there was extensive trade between the land southward and the land northward
1: and it came to pass that they did multiply and spread and did go forth from the land southward to the land northward and did spread insomuch that they began to cover the face of the whole earth from the sea south to the sea north from the sea west to the sea east and the people who were in the land northward did dwell in tents and in houses of cement and they did suffer whatsoever tree should spring up upon the face of the land, that it should grow up, that in time they might have timber to build their houses, yea, their cities, and their temples, and their synagogues, and their sanctuaries, and all manner of their buildings. And it came to pass, as timber was exceeding scarce in the land northward, they did send forth much by the way of shipping, and thus they did enable the people in the land northward That they might build many cities, both of wood and of
0: cement. Now we sense a total discomfort of Mormon the historian, as he tries to condense the history of the Book of Mormon into some kind of comprehensible proportions. But it is impossible. He can't even get in a hundredth part, he says.
1: And it came to pass that there were many of the people of Ammon, who were Lamanites by birth, did also go forth into this land. And now there are many records kept of the proceedings of this people by many of this people, which are particular and very large concerning them. But behold, a hundredth part of the proceedings of this people, yea, the account of the Lamanites and of the Nephites, and their wars and contentions and dissensions, and their preaching, and their prophecies, and their shipping and their building of ships and their building of temples and of synagogues and their sanctuaries, and their righteousness and their wickedness and their murders and their robbings and their plundering and all manner of abominations and whoredoms cannot be contained in this work. But behold, there are many books and many records of every kind, and they have been kept
0: chiefly by the Nephites. In these last four verses, Mormon has condensed centuries of history to give us some idea of his impossible task. Now suddenly Mormon has jumped clear down to around 385 A.D., which is near the conclusion of his life. And they have
1: been handed down from one generation to another by the Nephites, even until they have fallen into transgression and have been murdered, plundered, and hunted and driven forth and slain and scattered upon the face of the earth, and mixed with the Lamanites, until they are no more called the Nephites, becoming wicked and wild and ferocious, yea, even becoming Lamanites.
0: But as a disciplined historian, Mormon now returns to his original account, where he left off around 45 B.C. And now I return again to mine account.
1: Therefore what I have spoken had passed after there had been great contentions and disturbances and wars and dissensions among the people of Nephi. The forty and sixth year of the reign of the judges ended. And it came to pass that there was still great contention in the land, yea, even in the forty and seventh year, and also in the forty and eighth year.
0: It is obvious that Helaman was not only a great spiritual leader and president of the church, but he was also a righteous judge who firmly enforced the law. Nevertheless,
1: Helaman did fill the judgment seat with justice and equity. Yea, he did observe to keep the statutes and the judgments and the commandments of God. And he did do that which was right in the sight of God continually and he did walk after the ways of his father, insomuch that he did prosper in the land.
0: With verse 21 we begin the epic of Helaman's two sons, Nephi and Lehi, who labored with their father during the most successful period of his administration.
1: And it came to pass that he had two sons. He gave unto the eldest the name of Nephi, and unto the youngest the name of Lehi. And they began to grow up unto the Lord.
0: In 44 and 43 B.C., there was relative peace except for occasional raids on the people by the Gadiantons. And it came to pass
1: that the wars and contentions began to cease in a small degree among the people of the Nephites in the latter end of the forty and eighth year of the reign of the judges over the people of Nephi. And it came to pass in the forty and ninth year of the reign of the judges, There was continual peace established in the land, all save it were the secret combinations which Gadianton the robber had established in the more settled parts of the land, which at that time were not known unto those who were at the head of government, therefore they were not destroyed out of the land.
0: But it was also in 43 B.C. that the Nephites went through a sensational period of revival and growth in the church. The leaders which would include helaman and his sons nephi and lehi were absolutely astonished as literally tens of thousands joined the church
1: and it came to pass that in this same year there was exceeding great prosperity in the church insomuch that there were thousands who did join themselves unto the church and were baptized unto repentance and so great was the prosperity of the church and so many the blessings which were poured out upon the people, that even the high priests and the teachers were themselves astonished beyond measure. And it came to pass that the work of the Lord did prosper unto the baptizing and uniting to the church of God, many souls, yea, even tens of thousands.
0: Now we come to an editorial comment which we assume is probably by the historian Mormon. He cannot help but rejoice in this tremendous harvest of souls among the Nephites. This interval of joy and success continued for another two years. Thus we may see
1: that the Lord is merciful unto all who will, in the sincerity of their hearts, call upon his holy name. Yea, thus we see that the gate of heaven is open unto all. Even to those who will believe on the name of Jesus Christ, who is the Son of God. Yea, we see that whosoever will, may lay hold upon the Word of God, which is quick and powerful, which shall divide asunder all the cunning and the snares and the wiles of the devil, and lead the man of Christ in a straight and narrow course across that everlasting gulf of misery which is prepared to engulf the wicked and land their souls, yea, their immortal souls, at the right hand of God in the kingdom of heaven, to sit down with Abraham and Isaac and with Jacob, and with all our holy fathers, to go no more out. And in this year there was continual rejoicing in the land of Zarahemla, and in all the regions round about, even in all the land which was possessed by the Nephites. And it came to pass that there was peace and exceeding great joy in the remainder of the forty and ninth year. Yea, and also there was continual peace and great joy in the fiftieth year of the reign of the judges.
0: In forty-one B.C. there was peace to a large extent. However, a spirit of pride was beginning to surface among certain members of the church who began to snub and otherwise persecute the more humble members of the church.
1: And in the fifty and first year of the reign of the judges, there was peace also, save it were the pride, which began to enter into the church, not into the church of God, but into the hearts of the people who professed to belong to the church of God, and they were lifted up in pride, even to the persecution of many of their brethren. Now this was a great evil, which did cause the more humble part of the people to suffer great persecutions, and to wade through much affliction.
0: During 40 B.C., conditions continued with most of the church remaining faithful and trying to tolerate the callousness of the more well-to-do members.
1: Nevertheless, they did fast and pray oft, and did wax stronger and stronger in their humility, and firmer and firmer in the faith of Christ, unto the filling their souls with joy and consolation yea, even to the purifying and the sanctification of their hearts, which sanctification cometh because of their yielding their hearts unto God. And it came to pass that the fifty and second year ended in peace also, save it were the exceeding great pride which had gotten into the hearts of the people, and it was because of their exceeding great riches and their prosperity in the land, and it did grow upon them from day to day. And it came to pass in the fifty and third year of the reign of the judges, Helaman died, and his eldest son Nephi began to reign in his stead. And it came to pass that he did fill the judgment seat with justice and equity, yea, he did keep the commandments of God, and did walk in the ways of his father.
0: In 39 B.C. Helaman suddenly died, he had not only served as the president of the church, but had also been elected chief judge. The record closes his highly successful career in public service by saying, quote, Filled the judgment seat with justice and equity, and did keep the commandments of God. Unquote. Helaman chapter 4 In some ways, this next chapter is one of the most depressing episodes in the Book of Mormon, especially if you think of these destabilizing events through the eyes of Nephi and Lehi, the leaders of the church, and General Moroniha, who was commander-in-chief of the Nephite armies. And it came to pass, in the fifty-and-fourth
1: year, there were many dissensions in the church, and there was also a
0: contention among the people— Insomuch that there was much bloodshed. As you might suspect, during this interlude of war, apostasy, and defeat, the spiritual climate among the Nephites was virtually sub zero. And the
1: rebellious part were slain and driven out of the land. And they did go unto the king of the Lamanites. And it came to pass that they did endeavor to stir up the Lamanites to war against the Nephites. But behold, the Lamanites were exceedingly afraid insomuch that they would not hearken to the words of those dissenters. But it came to pass in the fifty and sixth year of the reign of the judges, there were dissenters who went up from the Nephites unto the Lamanites, and they succeeded with those others in stirring them up to anger against the Nephites, and they were all that year preparing for war.
0: A major hazard among the Nephites was the tendency of the rebel minority groups to constantly join the Lamanites and then make monumental promises to the Lamanites if they would raid the Nephites and then share the loot. By 35 B.C. the Nephites were practically set up for a catastrophe. Here is what happened that year. And in the fifty and 7th year, they did come down against the
1: Nephites to battle and they did commence the work of death, yea, insomuch that in the fifty and eighth year of the reign of the judges they succeeded in obtaining possession of the land of Zarahemla, yea, and also all the lands, even unto the land which was near the land Bountiful. And the Nephites and the armies of Moroniha were driven even into the land of Bountiful, and there they did fortify against the Lamanites from the west sea even unto the east." it being a day's journey for a Nephite, on the line which they had fortified and stationed their armies to defend their north country.
0: In these next few verses the Nephites lose all of the land southward, and then General Moroniha fiercely fights his way back until he regains about half of their original holdings. And thus those dissenters of
1: the Nephites, with the help of a numerous army of the Lamanites, had obtained all the possession of the Nephites which was in the land southward. And all this was done in the fifty and eighth and ninth years of the reign of the Judges. And it came to pass in the sixtieth year of the reign of the Judges, Moroniha did succeed with his armies in obtaining many parts of the land, yea, they regained many cities which had fallen into the hands of the Lamanites. And it came to pass in the sixty and first year of the reign of the Judges, they succeeded in regaining even the half of all their possessions.
0: Modern students often get weary of the wars and continuous instability of the Nephites as they invite disaster through wickedness and apostasy. But these were days of the most desperate extremity in so far as Nephi and Lehi were concerned, and we can't help agonizing with the valiant general Moroniha as he struggled to fight for every foot of ground until he finally recovered half of their homeland in the land southward by 31 B.C. To gain some idea of the downfall of the Nephites, the record describes the circumstances which led to the loss of all the land southward and the gradual struggle to try and get half of it back.
1: Now this great loss of the Nephites and the great slaughter which was among them would not have happened had it not been for their wickedness and their abomination which was among them. Yea, and it was among those also who professed to belong to the church of God. And it was because of the pride of their hearts, because of their exceeding riches, yea, it was because of their oppression to the poor, withholding their food from the hungry, withholding their clothing from the naked, and smiting their humble brethren upon the cheek, making a mock of that which was sacred, denying the spirit of prophecy and of revelation, murdering, plundering, lying, stealing, committing adultery, rising up in great contentions, and deserting away into the land of Nephi among the Lamanites and because of this their great wickedness and their boastings in their own strength, they were left in their own strength. Therefore they did not prosper, but were afflicted and smitten and driven before the Lamanites, until they had lost possession of almost all their lands.
0: At this juncture of the Nephite debacle we find the commander-in-chief out among the people preaching and pleading with his troops to reconcile themselves with God so they could begin winning back their lost territory. For a military leader to recognize the need for repentance in order to win a war is a remarkable and exceptional phenomenon in history.
1: But behold, Moroniha did preach many things unto the people, because of their iniquity. And also Nephi and Lehi, who were the sons of Helaman, did preach many things unto the people, yea, and did prophesy many things unto them concerning their iniquities, and what should come unto them if they did not repent of their sins. And it came to pass that they did repent, and inasmuch as they did repent, they did begin to prosper. For when Moroniha saw that they did repent, He did venture to lead them forth from place to place and from city to city, even until they had regained the one half of their property and the one half of all their lands.
0: When General Moraniah's formula for victory began to pay off, it became a heartening testimonial that the role of righteousness in gaining the favor of God and winning wars is a military lesson worth remembering. However, the Nephites learned there is a definite limit to the recovery of lost territory when they have let things get so far out of hand. And thus
1: ended the sixty-and-first year of the reign of the judges. And it came to pass in the sixty-and-second year of the reign of the judges that Moroniha could obtain no more possessions over the Lamanites. Therefore, they did abandon their design to obtain the remainder of their lands— for so numerous were the Lamanites, that it became impossible for the Nephites to obtain more power over them. Therefore Moroniha did employ all his armies in maintaining those parts which he had taken. And it came to pass, because of the greatness of the number of the Lamanites, the Nephites were in great fear, lest they should be overpowered, and trodden down, and slain, and destroyed.
0: The frustration of reaching a stalemate in this great struggle finally forced the people to reflect on the prophecies and teachings of Alma and Mosiah, who had warned what would happen if they continued trampling under their feet the laws and commandments of God. Yea, they
1: began to remember the prophecies of Alma and also the words of Mosiah, and they saw that they had been a stiff-necked people, And that they had set at naught the commandments of God, and that they had altered and trampled under their feet the laws of Mosiah, or that which the Lord commanded him to give unto the people. And they saw that their laws had become corrupted, and that they had become a wicked people, insomuch that they were wicked, even like unto the Lamanites. And because of their iniquity the church had begun to dwindle. And they began to disbelieve in the spirit of prophecy and in the spirit of revelation. And the judgments of God did stare them in the face.
0: Furthermore, their wickedness had begun to reflect itself in the weakness of their troops while in combat. They were becoming as weak as the individual Lamanites who had to make up for their weaknesses by mobilizing greater numbers even to maintain the status quo and they
1: saw that they had become weak like unto their brethren the Lamanites, and that the Spirit of the Lord did no more preserve them, yea, it had withdrawn from them, because the Spirit of the Lord doth not dwell in unholy temples. Therefore the Lord did cease to preserve them by his miraculous and matchless power, for they had fallen into a state of unbelief and awful wickedness. And they saw that the Lamanites were exceedingly more numerous than they, and except they should cleave unto the Lord their God, they must unavoidably perish. For behold, they saw that the strength of the Lamanites was as great as their strength, even man for man. And thus had they fallen into this great transgression. Yea, thus had they become weak because of their transgression in the space of not many years.
0: Such were the circumstances of the Nephites in the 60 and second years of the Judges, which was 30 B.C. Helman, Chapter 5 In this chapter we have the most amazing demonstration in scriptural history of the superiority of the word of God over the sword. It was in 30 B.C. that Nephi and Lehi decided to devote themselves exclusively to the preaching of the gospel. The first four verses describe their motivation. And it came
1: to pass that in this same year, behold, Nephi delivered up the judgment seat to a man whose name was Caesarum. For as their laws and their governments were established by the voice of the people— and they who chose evil were more numerous than they who chose good. Therefore they were ripening for destruction, for the laws had become corrupted. Yea, and this was not all. They were a stiff necked people, insomuch that they could not be governed by the law nor justice, save it were to their destruction. And it came to pass that Nephi had become weary because of their iniquity. And he yielded up the judgment seat, and took it upon him to preach the word of God all the remainder of his days, and his brother Lehi also, all the remainder of his days.
0: No doubt Caesarum felt highly honored to be the new chief judge, but they would never have guessed what would befall their family in the not-too-distant future. Meanwhile Nephi and Lehi reflected on the instructions of Helaman, their father, who had died at the relatively young age of forty-two. He had said that no matter what happened during this age of wickedness, they must stay faithful to God. The record says,
1: For they remembered the words which their father Helaman spake unto them, and these are the words which he spake. Behold, my sons, I desire that ye should remember to keep the commandments of God, and I would that ye should declare unto the people these words. Behold, I have given unto you the names of our first parents who came out of the land of Jerusalem. And this I have done, that when you remember your names, ye may remember them. And when ye remember them, ye may remember their works. And when ye remember their works, ye may know how that it is said, and also written, that they were good. Therefore, my sons, I would that ye should do that which is good, that it may be said of you, and also written, even as it has been said and written of them.
0: Helaman knew that sometimes the missionaries of the church will encounter unexpected success which gives great joy to the people. But Helaman warned his sons not to attribute such success to themselves and indulge in boasting. And now, my sons, Behold, I have somewhat more to desire of you,
1: which desire is, that ye may not do these things, that ye may boast, but that ye may do these things to lay up for yourselves a treasure in heaven, yea, which is eternal, and which fadeth not away, yea, that ye may have that precious gift of eternal life, which we have reason to suppose hath been given to our fathers.
0: Helaman wanted his sons to send her their gospel message around the mission of Jesus Christ, and so he said, O oh, remember, remember, my
1: sons, the words which King Benjamin spake unto his people. Yea, remember that there is no other way nor means whereby man can be saved, only through the atoning blood of Jesus Christ, who shall come. Yea, remember that he cometh to redeem the world. And remember also the words which Amulek spake unto Zeezrom in the city of Ammonihah. For he said unto him that the Lord surely should come to redeem his people, but that he should not come to redeem them in their sins, but to redeem them from their sins. And he hath power given unto him from the Father to redeem them from their sins because of repentance. Therefore he hath sent his angels to declare the tidings of the conditions of repentance, which bringeth unto the power of the Redeemer unto the salvation
0: of their souls. There is no scriptural record which carries a more persistent emphasis on the divine mission of Jesus Christ than the Book of Mormon.
1: Now, my sons, remember, remember that it is upon the rock of our Redeemer, who is Christ, the Son of God, that ye must build your foundation. That when the devil shall send forth his mighty winds, yea, his shafts in the whirlwind, yea, when all his hail and his mighty storm shall beat upon you, it shall have no power over you to drag you down to the gulf of misery and endless woe, because of the rock upon which ye are built, which is a sure foundation, a foundation whereon, if men build, they cannot fall.
0: There is no doubt that Nephi and Lehi had taken the words of their father to heart. In spite of all the discouraging clouds of evil and apostasy hanging over the land, the record is clear that these two young sons of Helaman went forth with determination to fulfill their father's instructions.
1: And it came to pass that these were the words which Helaman taught to his sons. Yea, he did teach them many things which are not written, and also many things which are written, and they did remember his words. And therefore they went forth, keeping the commandments of God." to teach the word of God among all the people of Nephi, beginning at the city Bountiful, and from thenceforth to the city of Gid, and from the city of Gid to the city of Mulek, and even from one city to another, until they had gone forth among all the people of Nephi who were in the land southward, and from thence into the land of Zarahemla among the Lamanites.
0: It is obvious that Nephi and Lehi were out to warn and hopefully convert the Lamanites, Zoramites, and Nephites. The very fact that they would go into Zarahemla, the political headquarters of the Lamanites, demonstrates that they were absolutely fearless in their determination to spread the gospel throughout the land, no matter what happened. What did happen was rather fantastic. They convinced many of the apostate Nephites that they had made a great mistake in leaving the church. And
1: it came to pass that they did preach with great power insomuch that they did confound many of those dissenters who had gone over from the Nephites, insomuch that they came forth and did confess their sins, and were baptized unto repentance, and immediately returned to the Nephites to endeavor to repair unto them the wrongs which they had done
0: the return of so many apostate nephites to the fold of the church encouraged nephi and lehi to boldly go forth among the lamanites and the results were astonishing
1: and it came to pass that nephi and lehi did preach unto the lamanites with such great power and authority for they had power and authority given unto them that they might speak and they also had what they should speak given unto them Therefore they did speak unto the great astonishment of the Lamanites, to the convincing them, insomuch that there were 8,000 of the Lamanites who were in the land of Zarahemla and round about baptized unto repentance, and were convinced of the wickedness of the traditions of their fathers.
0: You can well imagine the rejoicing of these two sons of Helaman to have the Lamanites coming into the church by the thousands, This led them to call themselves on an extremely dangerous mission, clear down at the political headquarters of the Lamanites in the land of Nephi. But almost immediately they were confronted with the possibility of execution. We read, And it came to pass
1: that Nephi and Lehi did proceed from thence to go to the land of Nephi. And it came to pass that they were taken by an army of the Lamanites and cast into prison. Yea, even in that same prison in which Ammon and his brethren were cast by the servants of Limhi. And after they had been cast into prison many days without food, behold, they went forth into the prison to take them, that they might slay them. And it came to pass that Nephi and Lehi were encircled about as if by fire, even insomuch that they durst not lay their hands upon them for fear lest they should be burned. Nevertheless, Nephi and Lehi were not burned and they were as standing in the midst of fire, and were not burned. And when they saw that they were encircled about with a pillar of fire, and that it burned them not, their hearts did take courage. For they saw that the Lamanites durst not lay their hands upon them, neither durst they come near unto them, but stood as if they were struck dumb
0: with amazement. As weak as Nephi and Lehi were from lack of food, They stood forth to take advantage of this miraculous display of God's power. We learn that the crowd of dignitaries who had come to the prison to see the execution of the missionaries were Lamanites, Zoramites, and other dissenters from the Nephites. Verse 49 later tells us that the crowd consisted of over 300 men. And it came to pass that Nephi
1: and Lehi did stand forth and began to speak unto them, saying, Fear not, for behold, it is God that has shown unto you this marvellous thing, in the which is shown unto you that ye cannot lay your hands on us to slay us. And behold, when they had said these words, the earth shook exceedingly, and the walls of the prison did shake, as if they were about to tumble to the earth, but behold, they did not fall. And behold, they that were in the prison were Lamanites and Nephites, who were dissenters, and it came to pass that they were overshadowed with a cloud of darkness, and an awful, solemn fear came upon them.
0: As if the rapid changes in the environment were not enough to deeply frighten these three hundred men, they then heard a voice which seemed to be coming from above the cloud. And it came to pass that there
1: came a voice as if it were above the cloud of darkness, saying, Repent ye, repent ye and seek no more to destroy my servants, whom I have sent unto you to declare good tidings. And it came to pass, when they heard this voice, and beheld that it was not a voice of thunder, neither was it a voice of a great tumultuous noise, but, behold, it was a still voice of perfect mildness, as if it had been a whisper, and it did pierce even to the very soul and notwithstanding the mildness of the voice, behold, the earth shook exceedingly, and the walls of the prison trembled again, as if it were about to tumble to the earth. And behold, the cloud of darkness, which had overshadowed them, did not disperse.
0: Whoever had charge of this demonstration beyond the veil certainly knew how to set up these men for a quick conversion. First there was the darkness, then the voice, And the severe earthquake, and now the voice spoke to them again. And behold, the voice came
1: again, saying, Repent ye, repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand, and seek no more to destroy my servants. And it came to pass that the earth shook again, and the walls trembled. And also again the third time the voice came, and did speak unto them marvelous words which cannot be uttered by man and the walls did tremble again, and the earth shook as if it were about to divide asunder. And it came to pass that the Lamanites could not flee, because of the cloud of darkness which did overshadow them. Yea, and also they were immovable because of the fear which did come upon them.
0: With the walls of the prison trembling and threatening to crush them at any moment, the three hundred men would have given almost anything to get out of there but because of the darkness and the paralyzing fear which pinned them to the ground, they could not flee. Now there was one among them who was a Nephite by birth,
1: who had once belonged to the church of God, but had descended from them.
0: In that crowd was one man who was doing some very fast thinking. He was a Nephite who had wandered out of the church and joined the Lamanites. Apparently he was trying to free himself and flee to safety, when he turned around and saw the faces of Nephi and Lehi shining radiantly in the darkness. An illustration of what the three hundred men saw is portrayed on page 168 of volume 3. And it came to pass that he turned him about,
1: and behold, he saw through the cloud of darkness the faces of Nephi and Lehi, and behold, they did shine exceedingly, even as the faces of angels, And he beheld that they did lift their eyes to heaven, and they were in the attitude as if talking or lifting their voices to some being whom they beheld. And it came to pass that this man did cry unto the multitude that they might turn and look, and behold, there was power given unto them that they did turn and look, and they did behold the faces of Nephi and Lehi."
0: This Nephite apostate was named Aminadab, and thousands of memories as a former member of the church came flooding into his mind. He knew very well what was happening. And they said unto the man, Behold, what do all these
1: things mean? And who is it with whom these men do converse? Now the man's name was Aminadab. And Aminadab said unto them, They do converse with the angels of God. And it came to pass that the Lamanites said unto him, What shall we do that this cloud of darkness may be removed from overshadowing us?
0: In a matter of seconds, Amenadab changed from a confused dissident Nephi to a missionary companion of Nephi and Lehi.
1: And Amenadab
0: said unto them,
1: You must repent and cry unto the voice, even until ye shall have faith in Christ, who was taught unto you by Alma, and Amulek, and Zeezrom. And when ye shall do this, the cloud of darkness shall be removed from overshadowing you. And it came to pass that they all did begin to cry unto the voice of him who had shaken the earth.
0: Yea, they did cry even until the cloud of darkness was dispersed. And now the scene was set for the conversion of these three hundred Zoramites and Lamanites, This is one of the greatest conversion stories in the entire Book of Mormon.
1: And it came to pass that when they cast their eyes about, and saw that the cloud of darkness was dispersed from overshadowing them, behold, they saw that they were encircled about, yea, every soul, by a pillar of fire. And Nephi and Lehi were in the midst of them. Yea, they were encircled about. Yea, they were as if in the midst of a flaming fire." yet it did harm them not. Neither did it take hold upon the walls of the prison, and they were filled with that joy which is unspeakable and full of glory. And behold, the Holy Spirit of God did come down from heaven and did enter into their hearts, and they were filled as if with fire, and they could speak forth marvelous words, and it came to pass that there came a voice unto them yea a pleasant voice as if it were a whisper saying peace peace be unto you because of your faith in my well-beloved who was from the foundation of the world and now when they heard this they cast up their eyes as if to behold from whence the voice came and behold they saw the heavens open And angels came down out of heaven, and ministered unto them.
0: Whoever was in charge of this priesthood operation from beyond the veil certainly must have been thrilled to see the impact which the whole operation was having on these three hundred men. Now he had a message for these new converts, and he commissioned them to go forth immediately and bear witness to all of the marvelous things they had seen. And there were about three
1: hundred souls who saw and heard these things. And they were bidden to go forth, and marvel not, neither should they doubt.
0: While the more part of the people were converted when they heard what had happened, there were still some who refused to believe, and were cynical and bitter about the whole affair.
1: And it came to pass that they did go forth, and did minister unto the people, declaring throughout all the regions round about, all the things which they had heard and seen, insomuch that the more part of the Lamanites were convinced of them, because of the greatness of the evidences which they had received, and as many as were convinced did lay down their weapons of war, and also their hatred and the tradition of their fathers.
0: This series of events was one miracle following another, one of the greatest miracles happened next. And it came
1: to pass that they did yield up Unto the Nephites, the lands of their possession.
0: All of these events happened so rapidly, it is doubtful that Moraniah and the loyal Nephites up in the city of Bountiful would even be aware of these miraculous events until they were in full force and effect. It would be gratifying to know the feelings of General Moraniha and Sezorum, the chief judge, when they received this almost unbelievable flood of good news. Helaman chapter 6. The conversion of so many Lamanites had completely changed the demographics of the Western Hemisphere. This was partly due to the fact that the Lamanites were more inclined to follow the gospel program than many of the Nephites.
1: And it came to pass that when the sixty and second year of the reign of the judges had ended, all these things had happened, and the Lamanites had become, the more part of them, a righteous people, insomuch that their righteousness did exceed that of the Nephites, because of their firmness and their steadiness in the faith. For behold, there were many of the Nephites who had become hardened and impenitent and grossly wicked, insomuch that they did reject the word of God and all the preaching and prophesying which did come among them."
0: The conversion of the Lamanites had been such a sensational improvement in relations between the Lamanites and most of the Nephites, that there was more joy and toleration among them than the majority could ever remember.
1: Nevertheless, the people of the church did have great joy because of the conversion of the Lamanites, yea, because of the church of God which had been established among them. And they did fellowship one with another and did rejoice one with another, and did
0: have great joy. As the Lamanite missionaries came up from Nephi, they bore their testimonies to the astonished Nephites in Zarahemla. However, we get the impression that there was considerable resistance among the hard-hearted Nephites, and as a result the Lamanite missionaries decided to go where they would have a more welcomed reception.
1: And it came to pass that many of the Lamanites did come down into the land of Zarahemla, and did declare unto the people of the Nephites the manner of their conversion, and did exhort them to faith and repentance. Yea, and many did preach with exceedingly great power and authority, unto the bringing down many of them into the depths of humility, to be the humble followers of God and the Lamb." and it came to pass that many of the Lamanites did go into the land northward, and also Nephi and Lehi went into the land northward to preach unto the people, and thus ended the sixty and third year.
0: Peace and relative righteousness is very conducive to peace and commerce. For the first time in five hundred years the people were intermingling freely, and before long they were exchanging goods and products of all kinds. And behold, there was peace
1: in all the land, insomuch that the Nephites did go into whatsoever part of the land they would, whether among the Nephites or the Lamanites. And it came to pass that the Lamanites did also go whithersoever they would, whether it were among the Lamanites or among the Nephites. And thus they did have free intercourse one with another to buy and to sell and to get gain according to their desire. And it came to pass that they became exceeding rich both the Lamanites and the Nephites. And they did have an exceeding plenty of gold and of silver and of all manner of
0: precious metals, both in the land south and in the land north. In the next verse we learn that when the people of Mulek first migrated from Jerusalem around 600 B.C. and landed in America, they were on the southern tip of the land northward, and thereafter they made their way into the land southward and became established in Zarahemla, which was just south of the land of Bountiful.
1: Now the land south was called Lehi, and the land north was called Mulek, which was after the son of Zedekiah. For the Lord did bring Mulek into the land north, and Lehi into the land south.
0: It is interesting that this newest band of immigrants would call the land northward the land of Mulek, just because that is where they first landed with the infant son of king Zedekiah. But when the Mulekites and Nephites finally came together, they called the land southward Lehi, because that is where Lehi and his colony had first landed.
1: And behold, there was all manner of gold in both these lands, and of silver, and of precious ore of every kind. And there were also curious workmen who did work all kinds of ore and did refine it and thus they did become rich. They did raise grain in abundance both in the north and in the south, and they did flourish exceedingly both in the north and in the south, and they did multiply and wax exceedingly strong in the land, and they did raise many flocks and herds, yea, many fatlings.
0: We gain the impression that the people, although still divided to a certain degree over religion, were nevertheless tolerating each other and engaging in extensive trade. Behold, their women did toil and spin, and did make all manner of cloth,
1: a fine twined linen and cloth of every kind, to clothe their nakedness. And thus the sixty and fourth year did pass away in peace.
0: This is the first reference to the industry of the women, and it appears to include both Lamanites and Nephites.
1: And in the sixty and fifth year they did also have great joy and peace, yea, much preaching, and many prophecies concerning that which was to come. And thus passed away the sixty and fifth year.
0: This chapter began in 29 B.C., but now we are down to 26 B.C., so there had been three years of relative peace and prosperity. But as the year 25 B.C. began, the accumulated wickedness of the people— which had been secretly gestating among the secret combinations, violently manifested itself.
1: And it came to pass that in the sixty and sixth year of the reign of the judges, behold, Cisorum was murdered by an unknown hand, as he sat upon the judgment seat. And it came to pass that in the same year that his son, who had been appointed by the people in his stead, was also murdered and thus ended the sixty-and-sixth year. And in the commencement of the sixty-and-seventh year, the people began to grow exceedingly wicked again.
0: Thus we come to the inevitable phase of wretched disaster in the boom-and-bust cycle of Nephite history.
1: For behold, the Lord had blessed them so long with the riches of the world, that they had not been stirred up to anger, to wars, nor to bloodshed, Therefore they began to set their hearts upon their riches. Yea, they began to seek to get gain, that they might be lifted up one above another. Therefore they began to commit secret murders, and to rob and to plunder, that they might get gain.
0: The breakdown of Nephite society began to rapidly spread through all the people. The cancerous growth of murder, robbery, looting, and crime spread among the people like lecherous lava from a satanical volcano the main source of conspiratorial evil was attributed to the gadianton robbers and their murders
1: And now behold those murders and plunders were a band who had been formed by kishkumen and gadianton and now it had come to pass that there were many even among the nephites of gadianton's band but behold, they were more numerous among the more wicked part of the Lamanites. And they were called Gadiantons robbers and murderers. And it was they who did murder the chief judge Caesarum and his son while in the judgment seat. And behold, they were
0: not found. Now we come to an unexpected turn of events. The Lamanites undertook to wipe the Gadiantons from off the face of the earth while many of the Nephites rapidly embraced them so as to participate in their division of spoils and loot.
1: And now it came to pass that when the Lamanites found that there were robbers among them, they were exceeding sorrowful, and they did use every means in their power to destroy them off the face of the earth. But behold, Satan did stir up the hearts of the more part of the Nephites, insomuch that they did unite with those bands of robbers and did enter into their covenants and their oaths, that they would protect and preserve one another in whatsoever difficult circumstances they should be placed, that they should not suffer for their murders and their plunderings and their stealings.
0: Another supposed advantage in joining the Gadiatans was that one could employ their secret signs and passwords in order to escape punishment for participating in their crimes.
1: And it came to pass that they did have their signs, yea, their secret signs, and their secret words, and this, that they might distinguish a brother who had entered into the covenant, that whatsoever wickedness his brother should do, he should not be injured by his brother, nor by those who did belong to his band, who had taken this covenant." and thus they might murder and plunder and steal and commit whoredoms and all manner of wickedness, contrary to the laws of their country and also the laws of their God.
0: The Gadiantans were a satanical murder cult. They had their own internal enforcement police. Therefore anyone who revealed their secrets, their oath, signed or password was marked for death.
1: And whosoever of those who belonged to their band should reveal unto the world of their wickedness, and their abominations should be tried, not according to the laws of their country, but according to the laws of their wickedness, which had been given by Gadianton and
0: Kishkumen. It had been hoped that by keeping the satanical ritual of the ancient Jaredites secret, and not publishing their history, It would protect the Nephites and Lamanites from the curse that had destroyed the Jaredites. However, Satan had revealed to Gadianton the whole secret crime cult by which they could murder and get gain.
1: Now behold, it is these secret oaths and covenants which Alma commanded his son should not go forth unto the world, lest they should be a means of bringing down the people unto destruction. Now behold... Those secret oaths and covenants did not come forth unto Gadianton from the records which were delivered unto Helaman, but, behold, they were put into the heart of Gadianton by that same being who did entice our first parents to partake of the forbidden fruit, yea, that same being who did plot with Cain, that if he would murder his brother Abel, it should not be known unto the world, And he did plot with Cain and his followers from that time forth.
0: The scriptures verify that the criminal cult revealed by Satan was indeed the same one which had been instigated among the Jaredites. It was the same secret combination Satan had set up with Cain. And we have a copy of the oath which all members were required to sign that decrees death upon any who reveal any of their secrets this is found in moses chapter 5 verse 29 and also it is that
1: same being who put it into the hearts of the people to build a tower sufficiently high that they might get to heaven and it was that same being who led on the people who came from that tower into this land who spread the works of darkness and abominations over all the face of the land until he dragged the people down to an entire destruction and to an everlasting hell. Yea, it is that same being who put it into the heart of Gadianton to still carry on the work of darkness and of secret murder, and he has brought it forth from the beginning of man, even down to this time. And behold, it is he who is the author of all sin, and behold, he doth carry on his works of darkness and secret murder, and doth hand down their plots, and their oaths, and their covenants, and their plans of awful wickedness from generation to generation, according as he can get hold upon the hearts of the children of
0: men. It had been traditional among the Nephites to follow the cycle of apostasy to the utmost depths of corruption and degeneration before they came to their senses, In this instance, as though Gadiantonism wasn't bad enough, they took the leap into the depths of idolatry, and all manner of iniquities, and Satan continued this hold on them clear down to 24 B.C.
1: And now behold, he had got great hold upon the hearts of the Nephites, yea, insomuch that they had become exceedingly wicked, yea, the more part of them had turned out of the way of righteousness, and did trample under their feet the commandments of God, and did turn unto their own ways, and did build up unto themselves idols of their gold and their silver, and it came to pass that all these iniquities did come unto them in the space of not many years, insomuch that a more part of it had come unto them in the sixty-and-seventh year of the reign of the judges over the people of Nephi." And they did grow in their iniquities in the sixty and eighth year also, to the great
0: sorrow and lamentation of the righteous. But it was amazing that the Lamanites did not follow the Nephite cycle. As the Nephites were going down, the Lamanites kept the commandments of God and found pleasure in adhering to the principles of the gospel.
1: And thus we see that the Nephites did begin to dwindle in unbelief, and grow in wickedness and abominations, while the Lamanites began to grow exceedingly in the knowledge of their God. Yea, they did begin to keep his statutes and commandments, and to walk in truth and uprightness before him.
0: In these next two verses we see that the Spirit of the Lord does not follow race, color, or clan. It follows righteousness regardless of race, color, or clan. In a few more chapters, the Lamanites will produce one of the truly great prophets of the entire Book of Mormon.
1: And thus we see that the Spirit of the Lord began to withdraw from the Nephites, because of the wickedness and the hardness of their hearts. And thus we see that the Lord began to pour out His Spirit upon the Lamanites, because of their easiness and willingness to believe in His words.
0: Now we come to a verse that is the highest possible compliment to the Lamanites.
1: And it came to pass that the Lamanites did hunt the band of robbers of Gadianton. And they did preach the word of God among the more wicked part of them, insomuch that this band of robbers was utterly destroyed from among the Lamanites.
0: By way of contrast, the Nephites had not fought the Gadiantans, they had joined them.
1: And it came to pass, on the other hand, that the Nephites did build them up and support them, beginning at the more wicked part of them, until they had overspread all the land of the Nephites, and had seduced the more part of the righteous, until they had come down to believe in their works, and partake of their spoils, and to join with them in their secret murders and combinations,
0: However, the sole objective of the Gadiantans was to gain a total monopoly over the government, the judges, and the economy. Nothing could have been more shocking to Nephi when he returned from the land northward after an absence of six years than to discover the government, the judges, and the economy all in the hands of the Gadiantans.
1: And thus they did obtain the sole management of the government— insomuch that they did trample under their feet, and smite, and rend, and turn their backs upon the poor, and the meek, and the humble followers of God. And thus we see that they were in an awful state, and ripening for an everlasting destruction. And it came to pass that thus ended the sixty-and-eighth year of the reign of the judges over the people of Nephi.
0: If you liked this podcast and would like access to other materials by W. Cleon Skousen, you can find them online at skousenlibrary.com.